Welcome to the Lives of Courage podcast with me, Jessica Stong. Each week, we'll look at ways to choose courage every day, as I know even the smallest acts of courage matter. Through inspiration and action, we can grow into who we are truly meant to be. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Um, I'm so excited, sweet Erin. Here we go. We're super serious about all life Mm -hmm. and everything that we do, right? So I will ask you the first question. Okay. The most serious question. I feel like there's a lot of buildup for just one question. For this question. What does courage mean to you? That's a letdown question. I know, right? (laughs) I can't wait. This will be great. Oh, courage means to me, it's hard not to answer like a cliche answer. Um, It can be a cliche answer. I do love a good cliche. Honestly, for me, it's doing what I know needs to be done when I am scared to do it, when I'm dreading doing it. Not just something that like, I don't want to do that. Right. But something that I'm actually scared to To do. do. And just going ahead anyway. And taking those steps forward. Taking the steps forward, whether it's you know, starting a business or like last year I had a like a surgery that I really didn't want to go to, but you had to but do I it. had to. And you know, just going in getting in the car and, and doing. driving there and sitting for there waiting for your name to be called. Which That's is a lot of the, worst <laughs> the worst feel. It's like that. <laughs> Overwhelming sense of like, oh, because you know it's coming. Right, like you're not there. So how (laughs) how do you manage that? How do you manage that in day to day? You know that sense of like, I've got to do this, and and it sucks, and I still do it anyway. I I make a list, and I'll put the thing that I don't want to do on the list, and I really even try to do it as soon as possible. If I like, if I know tomorrow I have to do this thing, and I'm really not looking forward mm-hmm. to it, even if it's li- sending this email that's, that's going to be it. a little uncomfortable, or like if that's get yes. up and get it done, or like working out, like in general, I love Mondays because I feel like you have a whole, like I have a whole week to do all the things that I dream I'm going to do, you know, and like it's never more possible than it is on Monday. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> But I also put, like, my leg day workout, like, because I hate squats. I hate, like, all those, like, I put that workout on Monday because then it's just, it's behind me. So all week long, I'm like, man, I I don't have to do that again. So what, what in your life inspires that self-discipline? Because let's be clear here, I don't work out. So (laughs) I need this. I'm asking for a friend myself. Oh my, well... Personally, for something like that, for working out, yes, um, I got sick about a year and a half ago, and I was hospitalized, and I lost all of my like I lost a lot of weight, I lost all my muscle tone, yes. I couldn't go up and down stairs, I couldn't pick up my three year old, oh. I and so yes. for me it was like coming back from that, um, like well, I'm never gonna let myself right. get to, and I I was sick, I couldn't help it, but like. That's not going to be like, I'm not going to let that happen again. And that's not like, that was miserable. And that's not your story. That's not your story. (laughs) 
choose that. Yes. <laughs> so tell tell me, do you want to talk about that time in your life? Oh, I can. Sure. I did. I, did, I, I, didn't, I didn't tell you that no. I was going to go there. I love how I'm just <laughs> shoving you in. Let's talk about the Let's worst talk about thing that ever the, happened. Yes. So describe to us. What? Because you are the picture of resilience to me. That you had this. That's very kind of you. Well, it's the truth. You had this quite, truly traumatic event and scare in your life. And yet that is not what you tell yourself every day. You tell yourself that you get up, you exercise, you do hard things. Right. Right. So talk, can you talk a little bit about that and, and your thinking and what breeds that resiliency. I, I'm not sure that I could really narrow down what, um, where the resiliency comes from other than like watching my mother, um, as a cancer survivor and a divorcee and, you know, and, and my father too, cancer survivor, divorcee. Yeah. I mean, just watching my parents doing things that, that, they had to do that they had to get through and watching them, you know, they didn't cave. They probably wanted to, um, Who? but they right. didn't. And just knowing that I, especially now I think as a mother, yes. Um, that really gives me the drive to keep going, keep go- to think, you know, well, you know, who's going to take care of my kids? Right. If I'm not here. I want, I want that job. Exactly. I, I want, I want to be here. So I, I got sick about 18 months ago. We thought I had the flu at first, couldn't pin it down I didn't know. for weeks and weeks. I would go in for tests and nothing came back. And finally I ended up with a very large blood clot in my leg from my ankle to my knee. And that's yeah. what got me into the hospital. Um, but, but by that time my doctor had suspected that I had Crohn's disease. So I was hospitalized for both, diagnosed with Crohn's, and and over the course of two weeks, I actually got to go home in the middle, uh, had to go back to the hospital by ambulance, and and it was just, it was it was probably it was the most difficult thing I've gone through because I couldn't. I couldn't will myself right. out of it. No, that's it. And I think a lot of my struggles up until this point were, you know, work harder, yeah. study harder, exercise more, you know, all of those middle-class girl problems. Right. <laughs> They're not, you know, you, you, you try harder is right. basically the, exactly. the solution for a lot of problems that I had faced in my life up until that point. And there was no amount of trying that was going to no. stop what was going on I needed steroids and blood thinners and really strong antibiotics and um did you have a surgery too I had to have a surgery to place because I could (laughs) because I could no longer take the blood thinners because of the Crohn's because I hemorrhaged I basically I I nearly bled to death in in my home right in front of my children who are still in therapy. That's <laughs> But this is, you know what to do to help everyone around you. Right, right. So I had to, in order to go off of the blood thinners, they had to put, they called it a filter. It looks yes. like a mechanical no. spider. 
And so they put it in, I don't know, somewhere in here. I'm pointing to my abdomen. Yes. And, <laughs> and so, so it would catch the blood. So, yeah. So if it dislodged, oh, it would Aaron. catch here and not go up to my heart. So then I basically lived then a year knowing that I couldn't take these blood thinners but also knowing that I had this huge clot that at any moment could, could just dislodge and come up. And so I had to have the procedure to have it put in and then the procedure to have it they, taken they, out, which was awful. And they did do... They did. They took it out, but it got, it got stuck. It got, and I was weak. It was hard. <gasps> and, because I said that, you know, the risk of anesthesia they try not to put you under unless the risk of not being under is Because, greater. right, yes. Um, and so they said it would only take about 15 or 20 oh, minutes, but it, it, took. it didn't. And, the, like, in the end, it would have been much better to have been put under. Oh, I'm sure. Because like, then you, like, not only could I feel things, but I can hear them, like, are discussing you, with each other what like, are we gonna how do? frustrating this is and how it's not supposed to happen <gasps> like this. And can you go get this other doctor? No, he's in surgery. And... Like, just trying to keep myself... Is someone talking to you at this point? Like, you're okay, no. friend? No, they no. just left you to your... Well, they were... No. They were clearly... They were busy. busy. I mean, they, like... I didn't really want them checking in on my feelings <laughs> so much as I wanted them to get, do, this. get it out. But, but what... A, a, trauma, a stressor of that magnitude would then, I would think, create... Having been through some health-related scares, it would create more right, more trauma and disease and yes, nervousness. But you have what I see of you is a life of courage, of of beauty. You know, you are the most beautiful soul, and that, that doesn't. You don't. I don't know these things about. You're this kick, kick up rear lady <laughs> who runs a business who edits a giant blog. You know, like you do all of these things, and this this very serious thing happened to you, and yet you have just transcended that experience. <laughs> you just Thank need you. to. That makes it sound so much more impressive. But but and the day to day, I'm sure, is delightful. Yeah. But and the other thing that I appreciate about you is that you seek care and you don't expect less. So that you are your best advocate as well. Right. And yes. people don't know or learn to do that. I think people don't realize that they have the option and that they can say, you know, to a doctor, you're fired. Like, I don't, I do not accept the quality of care that you were giving to me. That is not what I expected when I paid, paid for your service. So I had, I had a doctor who was, um, not very kind to me and not <laughs> he wasn't open to discussing various treatment options for my condition he wanted me on the harshest strongest medication first um and I wanted to work up to that if we needed that and I um and he Apparently there are like there are differing philosophies and mm -hmm. his was, you know, if you hit it as hard as you can in the beginning, 
Um, you cannot get into remission, and then it's not so bad. But this particular medication wasn't one that you just you take and then it, and then you go off of it. It would be one that you're on for the rest of your life, and that you could like it could shut your kidneys down. It could like you could do a number of things while it's keeping your Crohn's in remission. And I was very uncomfortable. I had two treatments, and it was technically a chemotherapy drug. I had blisters and hives. All my hair fell out. You know this, that I'm wearing a wig. Well, it took me a while to learn that. I didn't know it right off the bat. I just just didn't know, but that's beside the point. This Two treatments of this did this, and this would have been your whole, entire life. Yes. you Because you have to, once you go off of it, your your body will build up antibodies to it and if you try to reintroduce it they say that it, it won't be there's there's a chance it won't be as successful um, and I didn't like the drug at all I wanted I actually wanted some some different drugs I ended up finding a different doctor who would listen to my concerns and he actually said I'd like to try taking you off of everything I don't want like once you're done with the steroids and this like this is what I want to try. And we, my Crohn's went into remission in diet alone with a very strong um, curcumin, like a medical grade curcumin supplement, which I still take. And curcumin is? Turmeric. No. Mm-hmm. Aaron. Yeah. I mean, I'm the pills are giant. To, They're huge. But, but it, you, it's, it's an anti-inflammatory. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And this was a medical, this is a medical doctor. This yes, wasn't, know. you know, a chiropractor or a, not that, there's right. anything wrong with those professions, but this was like an actual MD. MD who said, I want to try taking you off of your medication. I think that your body can handle it. And it, and you had the courage to do that, that you yes. walked in faith. I did. I wanted, because I knew I didn't want the chemo drug, but I was also scared because oh. this other doctor was telling me, you know, that I would die without right. it. Right, absolutely. And that's hard to, you know, it's hard to get your husband on board with, oh my well, gosh. this doctor says that I might die if I stop, but this doctor says, you know. No, I no, do. I can't. And I, I want to do what this doctor is suggesting. And, and ultimately it came down to, it is like, this is my life yes, and I'm the true. one that, you know, most mostly because my family does have to take care of me when I get sick so they do carry some of the burden yes but it is still like my life and my body and I want to try to treat it like I just felt that I should be the one that gets to choose not this you know 29 year old gastroenterologist who you know thought he was but operated from fear yes and, and used wanted fear, yes. used fear yes. as a tool. I I definitely felt as though he was trying to use fear to control me, and that really upset me. Whereas this other doctor gave me nothing but courage. We went shortly after I was in remission. We we were supposed to go on the family vacation to to London and to Paris, and I was just thinking, what what what, what if I get sick when I'm there? What if I and this doctor said. Don't I don't want you to live your life in fear. I don't want you to worry about the next flare. He's like, you may never flare again. You may flare next week. You know, we can't, we don't know when it's coming. But living in fear of the next flare 
is only going to stress your right? body out more. And he said, you know, go on your trip. Enjoy your life. Oh eat what you want to eat, you know, except for gluten. I'm celiac. Yes. Like, you can't, can't cheat on that. Yeah. <laughs> but even though if you, if you want to have some wine and some cheese when you're in Paris, because I wasn't even giving myself that permission. You, he you. was like, you have to... He's like, experience your life. Like, you're going on this trip. Live your life while you're there. It's, it's, you can't go to Paris and not eat the cheese. Amen. What are you? And this is a doctor who normally right. tells me that I can't yes, eat the cheese right. yes. for a, for inflammatory purposes. But he also understands that we need to we, experience exactly, the we moment. We need experience, and sometimes you're. I don't know about you. Sometimes my soul needs cheese. Amen. <laughs> Some good free in France is life changing. And wine, of course. Absolutely. But, and and it is, I think, what I have learned well, I've learned so many things from you because I love you. But you live with all of your heart, that you don't live in fear, that you allow you took what you know and what you believe and and moved from a place of mm-hmm peace and love and even despite illness and despite people don't live in that right so tell us what recommendations you have suggest like how did you get there Erin I well I have to admit that I have I have struggled with anxiety and depression in the past I think many of us do yes we don't even realize it that's the um, truth. I know that I didn't. I, I had miscarried my first two pregnancies. Yes. And I didn't even realize that what I was feeling, this torture of my soul, was anxiety. And so I know oh, what it feels yes. like to have a life circumstance just, you know, come and Crush sit you. on your chest and not Crush leave. You. Yes. Um, and I can't really explain why that didn't happen this time other than it was the grace of the Lord yes, and I have seen yes. over and over terrible things happen in my family to mm-hmm. people that I love and he gives them the grace to get back yes. up and to keep going and to trust and that's all that I had really when I was in the hospital I, I spoke I, like I could not will no amount of my will was going to get me out of the place that I was in. I had lost too much blood. I'd had That's three blood transfusions. Like you can't overcome no, that huh. with Bite. a yeah, with a can do spirit. Absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, and I you know, I'm thinking to myself, like writing letters to my children, like if I don't get to see them again, what are the things that they need to know? What are the, you know, what are the things that I'd want to tell them and writing these letters to my kids alone in my God. hospital room. Um, but then, but then I slowly, I got a little better and a little better. And just knowing that I like, I get to teach my kids these things Oh, and then moving into, I am going to be the one that teaches my kids these things. I, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be, you know, my diet isn't always the most, most fun to follow. And my exercising, like strength training is not my favorite thing to do, but it's what my body needs and it's what it's responding to and if that means that I get to be the ones to teach my children then I then I'll do it then I'll do it and then I'm that is I suppose my will and my stubbornness coming back in again that is stubbornness (laughs) but that that it's that drive we'll say stubbornness equals drive (laughs) 
We'll reframe that. I like that. But that drive to be who you are and to be present. And and illness shows up in so many different ways, right? Mm-hmm. That it Absolutely. can be Crohn's, it can be a heart issues, it can be mental illness. Exactly. And that when we are present and and he and and able to experience and feel mm-hmm. and to think about what we need and what our, our families need and we honor that, right. what do we do for ourselves and those around us? Exactly. That's what you have taught. I mean, that honoring of of who you are and where you're at is just, I just, every time. Oh, they can't so see sweet. us on there, but I'm, <laughs> so, I'm blushing and you're... That's, I'm just... <laughs> and I love that we have not followed our, my, my pre... My pre premeditative list of, list of questions. I'm so you're so you're such a patient soul. Is there anything you want to tell us about resilience and and parenting? Because we've talked a lot about yeah. these sweet little children that you're raising, that we're all raising, and how do you teach that How do you inspire and empower that drive in your children? That is a very good question. That I would love to hear anyone else answer. <laughs> but you live every yes. day. Your um, your children are brilliant, happy, oh, delightful lights of just love and <laughs> and God's love too, right? Because yes, they are absolutely beautiful and. And you have given them the the tools necessary mm-hmm. to seek growth. And and what com- not we don't all we don't we don't learn that we don't just birth children and are like oh now I'm gonna right. help my others find yes. goodness in the world yeah I so well I suppose the first thing that I do my kids are with me a lot I homeschool I and I work from home so they're just they're always oh they're always there yeah you've got this <laughs> but you um, but. Yeah, but I, I let them, first of all, they're there, so they see a lot of my failures. They see a lot of yes. like, the frustrations that I have. So I've, I have many, many, many opportunities in a day to, to show them. Model. Yeah, to to make good choices or how to recover from a bad choice, failure. I think it's something that I've really realized now that they're a little older, it's harder when they're babies and toddlers. Like, but when they get older and you just have that desire to protect them and not, and my husband and I are being intentional about allowing failure and even this is good. (laughs) I promise we're not mean, Mm -hmm. but setting them up for failure in a controlled environment where they can fail safely. That is absolutely like into our love. And then we help them and we talk about like you know, this is where this, you know, this is where it fell right. apart. This is how you could recover. And this not is... shaming that fail. Right, you are, right. they are safe and protected and they learn the skills. Yes. So I think you, you said shame. And I think that's huge in resilience is oh. failing forward as the saying goes, but like, instead of when you fail, just feeling shame yes. and hiding, right. um, I think that's what really does bolster resiliency is if you give them an environment where they're like, well, okay, I know that didn't work. Let's try something else. You know, if you can 
frame your mindset that way. And it's difficult when you're parenting because you you know you wanna you wanna have a house where everything isn't broken and you right. you know but you just want them to do what you ask them to do the first time it's not that hard it's not hard but I don't do that what so like I love exactly. that I'm like you do what I can't do right my husband and I were having that discussion of like when we ask our kids to do something we need to be willing to actually give them time to right. do it before we say. Come on, come on, now, now, that now. Is, yes. And it, because when I when when I say, honey, could you hand me the thing on the thing? He doesn't jump oh. out of his seat to, and I wouldn't expect it. Well, to. I kind of do expect <laughs> it, but 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 I'm always like, see, this is the truth, right? That they finish what they're doing, then exactly. yes, like they have that to. Is, it has to come into their brain, and then they have to process course. it, and then their brain to tell their body to stop doing what it's doing now and feet stand up and walk over here and like there really is a process that they have to go through and we want what we want right now now. right my favorite example is one time henry was yelling had melted down and we were not we we were out so i didn't have my car and i wasn't in the right place Mm -hmm. space and i'm like you need to stop being angry you know like (laughs) So I'm yelling and being angry to tell a child to stop. Just stop it. Stop your emotions. Right. Right now. And I can't even control. So it is, it's that, it's that, it's parenting with that grace Mm -hmm. and connection that you are able to be who you are and allow your children to be who they are. Right. That's so beautiful. <laughs> I just would, we'll just do this. I feel like this really is, needs to be a once a week thing, right? <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to, okay, so um, we are starting to wrap up our beautiful interview because we don't want Henry sitting out in the rain. For we too just, long. for two like <laughs> five minute, minutes teaches resilience, right? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> 10 he minutes. Shelter. He could. He it teaches him <laughs> life skills. I love this. And so we will have Erin back. I've already convinced her I'm on so our short excited. little break. Thank you, Erin. And we have already a long list of topics. So yes. just get ready for that. But I wanted to end with asking you what you're grateful for in this life of beauty and of just sheer like I can do this drive and grit Erin what 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 fills you with gratitude and makes you I I'm afraid if I start talking I won't be able to stop well it's fine we get I I am thankful for a God who models grace and love because it would not be my natural tendency um I believe, I mean, we all learn from we modeling, do. right? We do. <laughs> that is absolutely the truth. That's think, beautiful. Mm-hmm. So first and foremost, that I am I'm thankful for my husband, who is just so supportive and encouraging, and he's very driven, and so it uh, sort of, you know, it helps boost me along when yes. I see how driven he is and the amazing things that he's doing in his job or in his various community and relationships. And I'm thankful for my children because, oh, goodness, so cliche, so cliche. No, but it's the truth. But they're just, until they came along, like, I was living, I was living my life, but they just, 
it just expands. There's right. so much more meaning. You know, there's a purpose for the thing yes. that you're doing and you're not just living for yourself anymore. You know, you're you're not trying to make the world a better place for you. You're tr- actually trying to make it a better place for them. Oh. Um, I'm thankful for my parents, my mom and my dad and my stepmom. They're all three That's so beautiful. wonderful. Oh. And they love my children so well. I'm thankful for my brother, sister-in-law. Like, I feel like I've won an Academy Award. I feel like you I have, know. though, at life. You've won the Academy Award of life. <laughs> now I, now I can't leave out my niece and my nephews and my, I mean, my family, my friendships. I have beautiful. an amazing, strong girlfriends. And what I, I was just telling my husband the other day, what I love about them the most oh. is that people say, community over competition but my girlfriends believe it and they (gasps) believe in me that's and they support me and they cheer me on and there there's no jealousy we are happy for each other when the others are succeeding instead of trying to pull them down and be jealous you know climb girl go go higher you can do it and and but that is the truth yes and and i think though that you have surrounded yourself with love and with goodness in every way because that is you. That is who you are. And you, from this Whoa. awesome, sweet <laughs> approach and faith in God has just just inspires so many people around you. Oh, so well, thank you. I You've am inspired this. by the people around me. They There are it times is, when I really only think that I could keep going because... It, Someone else told me that they thought I could do that it. Amen. And I'd like, yes. well, if she thinks I can do it, she wouldn't she what? wouldn't have said it if she, you know, like, exactly. <laughs> she <laughs> lied to me about <laughs> We're not in here for lies. Yeah. That is the truth. Exactly. And and how we give ourselves to our friends and our family in ways that inspire and empower mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. as well, which we will talk about yes, at our next will. conversation. Okay, so any parting thoughts that you have to share with us? You know, uh, that's not putting you on the spot, is it, Erin? As I sat expectantly with my <laughs> pen and paper in hand, you can't see it on the podcast. But. Oh, man, parting thoughts. I know. Do you have anything that you need us to remember about your story or any takeaways that we can, we our, our listeners can really use. I should have warned you about this. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I, I suppose for my story broadly, you get to choose. You are not the victim oh. of your circumstances and what people say about you, what people think about you, their opinions do not matter. If you want to stop chemo and start a crazy other treatment, you know, and and I I will clarify Crohn's, like not necessarily saying cancer, cancer patients for my own story. story, you know, you you get to choose. You get to choose what you do when you wake up in the morning. And sometimes I have to do things that I don't want to do. But I I am happy knowing that I am living the life that I've chosen and that I've built intentionally with a partner and our children. And, like, I, I think it would be that. Like, you get, you you get, get to, to choose. choose. Don't let anyone make you think that you have to do what they think, the way that they think you should be living your life. You get to choose 
your own adventure. Oh, I, I feel like you need to mic drop now. Just drop that mic. Thank you, sweet Erin. I'm so proud of you. I just can't. Okay, goodbye. <laughs>